Hey there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Your Best Health <laughs> with Dr. Chris Banning. My name is Aaron, and I'm sitting right across from Dr. Banning, who just returned from a fantastic seminar. Dr. Banning, are you uh, awake? Yeah. Yeah, I'm awake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you've been at, this is one of those weekends where you have not stopped. Well, we, uh, yeah, I really, I really enjoy going to the seminar because it's one of my all-time favorite speakers. Uh, his name is Dan Murphy, and what he does is just the the year in review on research. Medical and, research? Uh, book reviews on health, on um, issues, world issues, world health issues, problems with our country, traditional health issues with medicine, and uh, then, of course, holistic alternatives that um, that are really beneficial, and then also some some of the best supplements that you can be taking in, in the populations. The people just don't have these supplements. One thing was interesting. We talked about nutritional inflation, and what what that means is we're producing more food, but it has less nutritional value. More food, but less nutrition. Yes, more government subsidizing for. Lots of different things besides food and lots of chemicals in these foods. And, you know, the value of the food, nutritional value is just going way, 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 way down. Yet we're making more food than we've ever made, ever. But uh, at the, what point does it stop being food and just start being? Well, if you look at the nutritional value of food, if it's supposed to be nutritious for your body and not create problems or health issues, it's not food. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, we talk about pesticides we talk about fertilizer things like that that but the name of the book was nutritional inflation and that was a really interesting book um but we talked about probably 20 books and what i what i'd like to do is just kind of review some of my favorite books i bought about 15 to 20 books well i want to read some of them when you're done yeah so anyhow but uh the first book that we talked about um, was a book called An Elegant Defense. Um, now, I don't have the author's names and everything. This guy's name was Matt Richel. He's the Pulitzer Prize winning author, New York Times bestseller. And uh, he talked about four different people that had health histories, that had autoimmune issues. And one of the other things that was uncovered is how... Antibiotics have been used inappropriately. Um, they're given too frequently to children, to adults. They're even given for viruses. And so what's happening is um, there is an antibiotic resistance of a lot of the bacterial infectors mm -hmm. out there. And not only that, but the effect of antibiotics on the gut and the brain and how it affects our immune system. And so um, what this guy says is that uh, through a lot of these antibiotics, our DNA is being altered and it's being mutated. And uh, over time, a lot of these infectious agents can alter their attack on our body. And not only that, but this is leading to increased autoimmune disease. Mm. And so... You know, so you might think, well, I don't take a whole lot of antibiotics. What are you eating? Okay. Are you eating pigs that are full of antibiotics? Yeah. Are you eating cows? Are you eating chickens? You know, fish. 
you name it, any kind of produce, um, they give antibiotics. So even our veggies. I don't know if they give veggies an antibiotic. They don't spray them. I don't think so. When you said produce, I, I, well, produce. I'm I, I'm sorry. Um, protein. Li- uh, livestock. Just animals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because you threw so, me. Because I thought why, I, I wouldn't put it past them spraying antibiotics on vegetables. Well, anyhow, so you know that was really interesting discussing that, and so that's a book that I'm going to be reading. Can we? Can I ask you something about that real quick? Just for yeah. those of us who don't know, antibiotics are given for what reason? Well, because there's a symptom or there's a disease for for the patient, you know, like ear infections are huge, um, you know, strep, things like that. Um, and, and the problem is, is remember we talked about nutritional inflation? Yeah. Uh, our population is not getting nourished. The foods that we have are, are less valuable in nutrition. And not only that, there's pesticides in them. There's ge- genetically modified foods. That our body's not used, hasn't seen, okay, you know, to digest, and so let's say my doctor know. prescribed me some antibiotics, and I take one. What does it do to my body? It kills biotics. Well, if you think of the word anti, means against in life, biotic pertaining to, so it's something that kills indiscriminately bacteria. And it doesn't ne- kill the bad guys. It kills everything. Yeah, it goes in yeah. and gets the good bacteria, the bad bacteria, gets everything, and so. Then what happens is when it shuts down all your bacteria and destroys all your bacteria, your immune system is shut down because you get all your immunity from your gut and the bacteria in your gut and then a brain connection uh, through the vagus nerve. The vagus nerve actually communicates um, to to the brain, from the brain to the gut and back. And actually, there's a lot of chemical messengers in the bacteria molecules so folks like you and i who believe in the the more holistic side of health we take probiotics you know often on a daily basis in in some cases so if my doctor puts me on antibiotics it's killing not only the bad bacteria but it's also killing the probiotics that i put into my body well it's killing everything but the other thing is is and this is kind of another discussion but a lot of the probiotics people take don't even survive in their gut. And you're talking about the, the cheaper. Uh, uh, a lot of them, the, over 90 percent of them. Really? Yeah. How, well, how do you know? Um, well, the best thing that you can do is eat fermented food. OK. You know, like sauerkraut, kefir, things like that. Yeah. I, that love, are I fermented. love those. Yeah. And so that's a great way to populate your gut with good, healthy bacteria. But our bacteria actually, um, each person has a fingerprint of bacteria specific to their genetics and their genetic history. So, you know, to go ahead and take all these probiotics and stuff, it's probably okay, but a lot of them just don't repopulate in your gut. And so the best way to do it is to eat fermented food. Yeah. And that's how Lori and I, that's how we get our probiotics. We we, Mm -hmm. we drink, uh, you know, a glass of kefir every morning or. That's good. And we do have sauerkraut. Occasionally, mm-hmm. some of the other things uh, that the book talked about was the effect of the flu vaccine, how effective it is, <laughs> and thirty percent is about as effective as it can possibly be. That's crazy, and it just fluctuates up and down. So you can go to www.cdc.gov 
And it will tell you what's in a vaccination, and it will also tell you the effectiveness of it. Um, so this is the question to ask. Okay, so, well, that's, you know, so 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 20, 29% um, had an effective defense with a flu vaccine. 29%. <laughs> well, that's pretty good according to medical standards. Oh, is it? Is well, it? Well, that's pretty good according to the flu vaccine. Now, but this is the question. 71% did not get a benefit. But this is a big question. Were they harmed? Yeah, I bet. Okay. So this is the deal. I've got it in my notes somewhere here. The biggest driver of autoimmune disease is exposure to mercury. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is the other deal. They have removed mercury from every vaccination except for the flu vaccine. That's the big Ironically, one. that is being pushed and given to the population. Can you believe that? I saw I passed two signs today that said free, free flu shots. Pretty soon they're going to start giving us money. <laughs> $10 if you'll take a flu shot. Sure, yeah. You know, or we'll give you some a free bag of chips or a, a Big Mac or something. I was thinking if I had a headache and walked in, they wouldn't give me a free bottle of aspirin. Yeah, it's it's really unusual. But what's happening is big pharma and the government are getting in and trying to generate some type of a thing with this flu vaccine. And, you know, the thing is, there's so many people that, that have never taken a flu vaccine and do great. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah. take it. I don't either. Um, so, so this is another question. All right. The first question we asked was... Um, the people that did not receive a benefit was were they harmed? And the answer is yes, because there's mercury in there, and accumulated mercury in the body damages the immune system. And once it's in there, it's in there, right? And, you, and it leads to autoimmune disease. Yeah. Okay, so so we know that. I could say a lot of other things about mercury. Okay, but I'm just going to say that because that's what that, what we talked about. Now the other thing is, you tell me, or you can ask me. Or ask your friends, when was the last time any of you knew somebody that died of the flu? I don't think I've ever known anyone who I died don't, of the unless flu. Unless it's somebody in a convalescent home or an elderly person. Yeah, I could see maybe, that. Maybe, you know, and that was probably an opportunistic type thing. Um, so let me ask you this. Now, you may not know exactly what an autoimmune disease, but give me the last time you knew of somebody that died of an autoimmune disease. Now, remember, mercury is a driver, and it's in the flu vaccine. It was in 1988. Okay. So, let me give you a list of, of autoimmune disease just off the tip of my tongue. Multiple sclerosis, diabetes, rheumatoid arthritis, Crohn's disease. There's tons of them. AIDS? Um, I don't know. It may be. But this is the thing. Autoimmune disease is when there's damage to your immune system, what happens your immune system doesn't function. It doesn't function based on some of the genetic weaknesses that your body has. So it'll manifest itself for one person, maybe lupus, another person, multiple sclerosis, someone else, myasthenia gravis or ankylosing spondylitis. You know, there's probably <laughs> there's probably at least 50 at least, but it's growing exponentially in really? our population. Yes. And so there's a combination of factors, but mercury is the biggest driver, according to this author, of 
autoimmune disease well, and people are dying from that yeah they're not dying from the flu shot so we're looking at a you know why are we doing this i think it's driven monetarily um it's sure not driven for health reasons no. because the results just aren't there so www.capscdc.com lowercase gov gov and that'll give you some good information on that so um and that and the, the book you're talking about here is an elegant defense by matt rick Richel. yeah okay and so they also talk about an increased risk of dementia and alzheimer's as well with this so now i have seen now that you mentioned i didn't realize all those were autoimmune diseases i know we Lori and i both have close friends that, that have all those things you listed yeah um multiple sclerosis if i can say it right uh, rheumatoid arthritis uh, Lori's best friend suffers terribly from that yeah it's a horrible disease a lot of the arthritides arthritides um, are autoimmune I did not know, you know that. And so people are taking things like uh, anti-inflammatories non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and you know what they destroy the joints <laughs> well it's not good yeah the very they're trying to cover up the pain for somebody that has joints that are breaking down through an autoimmune disease and they give them non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and it actually breaks down the joints that's why you can only get so many cortisone shots for a period of time or your joints will break down not to mention what it does to your white blood cells to your immune system as well so anyhow um so we talked a little bit about a guy named Dr. Mark Hyman. He's at the Cleveland Clinic. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. Okay, so he's yep. decent. Yeah. He is a functional um, medicine doc. This is his opinion. This is what he says. Americans are facing an autoimmune epidemic. The problem is we have an overperformance of the immune system. In other words, the immune system is being attacked from so many sides it doesn't know which way to go. It really can't recognize self versus not self. And so that was what, what, what he How was saying. That? Yeah. Um, so the best book on autoimmunity, according to Dan Murphy, was The Longevity Paradox. And what they talk about here is we have become so clean with, with the vaccines, with the antibiotics, with the immune system that the immune system no longer has a job to do. It does not know how to work. Okay. Boy, that's frightening. Yeah. And so, you know, people think clean is good. It's not necessarily good. Our body's made of bacteria. Our whole bodies are made of trillions of bacteria. Yeah. You know, we're living, walking bacteria. And so to start cleaning stuff up, to, to, to disinfect everything, it's going to have an effect on your immune system. I mean, go ahead and clean everything as much as you can off on your skin. Your skin will just fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, same thing with your gut. Same thing with your lungs. Everything. Our body just relies on good, healthy um, bacteria for, for overall health. So what does that say to the folks who are addicted to hand sanitizer? Because there's a lot of um, people I know that just keep a bottle with yeah. them at all times. Well, look at their skin on their hands. I, a lot of cracks. Yeah. I, yeah. Since we're talking books, I read a book uh, by a fellow who had Crohn's disease. Um, it was called The Maker's Diet. And he cured himself from Crohn's disease, if you could do that, um, by eating a, a New Testament, I mean, an Old Testament diet. 
But one thing that he pointed out in that book was he made a point to, if you have children, get out, make mud pies, play in the dirt, dig for worms, whatever you have to do, and get your hands dirty. Get your get yourself dirty because that's good for you. Mm-hmm. And I'll I remember that it's been oh, it's been fifteen years since I read that book. Uh, Jordan uh, Jordan something wrote that book, but it's it, it was it's a great diet. I lost I lost a lot of weight and got healthy on it, and I need mm-hmm. to go back and revisit that. Mm-hmm. So the longevity longevity paradox is a book by Stephen Gundry, and that's what you that's the one you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Um, so. Some other things, you know, regarding nutritional inflation, you know, nutritional inflation, more food, less nutrients with more pesticides, more toxicity, that type of thing. So one of the there's a word called neuroprotective. In other words, it protects nerves and brain function. Magnesium is that. Okay. Okay. And. What's happened with this nutritional inflammation is there's been generational drops of magnesium in bodies by up to 90% through the farm chemicals, through the glyphosate, okay? And we're seeing huge numbers of people developing Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's alone is enough to break our economies back. If you look at the numbers of what it costs, I was just on the phone with my sister-in-law and it costs her $6,000 a month to take care of her mom in a, with, with her Alzheimer's and dementia that she has. Um, in some places, it's even more expensive. So, wow. anyhow, so magnesium is one of those things that just about everybody's low end that they need to take, along with vitamin D. By the way, if you want to combat the flu, Take vitamin D, take magnesium, take omega-3 fats, get out in the sun and exercise. You won't get the flu. I love it. Okay. Okay. Um, there's another one called the Keto Fast Diet, combining ketogenic and fast diet. Mercola wrote that one. Um, I've got his book called Fat for Fuel. It's a really good book. Um, but he says, magnesium is the most powerful neuroprotector. He also says that when your body produces ketone bodies, it can cross the blood-brain barrier and actually nourish your brain. So it's great for people with Alzheimer's. Okay. But, but how are you going to get an Alzheimer patient to do ketone unless you just feed them a keto diet? Yeah. You know, um, he also talked about, now this was what I thought was interesting. A lot of people that do keto may not know this. But they think it's eating meat. Okay. The keto diet is, 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 is about eating some meat and getting, you know, protein. But it's really more about eating good quality fats and, and getting a low carb processed diet. And so what he talks about in his book is a lot of people will get on this ketogenic diet and they'll, they'll eat tons of meat. And it will lead them down a carcinogenic pathway where they mm-hmm. develop cancer. Yes. So. Um, That's a good point to note then. Yeah. Uh, also went over some studies about uh, treatments for acute low back pain. Needle, dry needle acupuncture. Yeah. Um, was 1% ahead of chiropractic. It's really? relief. But this was the thing. Um, 
In long-term care, the people with needle acupuncture could not keep up with the long-term benefits of chiropractic yeah, care. That makes um, sense. So yeah, and then PT was six percent behind, and traditional medicine and surgery were were way back. What but, I understand uh, about dry needling is that it will release muscles that are causing problems. It it will open them up, uh, and, and some of the needles they use, Doctor Banning, are they touch bone. I mean, they the ones go. I've had are about the size of a hair. The they're small needles, yes, but they go deep. But the, I've I've walked around with them in my knee and didn't even know they were there. Seriously, <laughs> I'd like yeah. to see you go through the airport like that. That wouldn't work. <laughs> that would not work. Um. So anyhow, let's see what else we got. Uh, There was a lot of studies that he reviewed on chiropractic manipulation on people with disc herniations. This was this was a shocker to me. A herniated disc. And so 2013, the National Library of Medicine, uh, they did a study on 50 patients with herniated discs in their neck. And they, this experiment, these were volunteers too, went to chiropractors. Now... When a chiropractor adjusts somebody, there's a noise. It's called a cavitation. All right. Is that the cracking? Yeah, it's the cracking. Oh. It's basically what it is. It's nitrogen um, escaping the facet joints, and that's that's being released, and that's the noise. That's the that's the leading theory from the from the capsules and the facets. And so, what they said was, perform an adjustment on this patient that has a herniated disc in her neck, and if you don't get cavitation the first time. Do it a second time. If you don't get it the second time, you do it the third time. Okay? Now, I can get cavitation to go, but usually I'll move. I'll, I'll, I don't just go after it aggressively like they did in this. The results were that 80% of the 50 people got better. 20% did not. That surprised me. But this is the thing. They did it over a long period of time. I think they did it over like, I think I want to say a month for 12 visits. And sometimes it may take a longer time. Yeah. But the whole thing is, is long term, anything that's good for your body is good to do because your body functions better. So that was an eye opener for me. I'll tell you, that's a lot better eyes than 29% with the flu shot. (laughs) It is. So anyhow. Um, what else? Um, oh, we did talk about a really good drink. Um, which would be coffee. Oh, okay. I'm in. Organic coffee with heavy whipping cream and coconut oil. Sounds delicious. Yeah. And it is very good because the medium chain triglycerides are really good for your brain. Um, in fact, what they did was they discovered that these medium chain triglycerides, which are from the heavy whipping cream and the coconut oil, um, increase the length of your telomeres, which is what longevity is all about. And so I'm going to stick with my coffee that I'm drinking. You went for a while there where you were putting butter in it. Yeah, I did. And, uh. I mean, you know, I kind of just play the field. The problem is butter, if you want a cold brew, 
butter's not going to be too good. No. It'll right. be like an ice cube. <laughs> right. It'll be like a rock, yeah. But if you use heavy whipping cream, that that works good, and you put it in a blender. Um, and medium-chain triglycerides, uh, you know, from, from coconut oil, that works pretty good. Now, the coconut oil, the hard form doesn't work, but there's a liquid MCT, medium-chain triglycerides, that you could put in your, your cold coffee. But it's got a good, hard, kind of like a, a good good taste a good firm taste now if i was putting it in my hot coffee could i just use the coconut oil we use for cooking probably you want that you want mostly a version stuff yeah that's what we use yeah yeah but it's a it's a it's a solid though yeah to continue um you know this is keto fast book from mercola dr joseph mercola yes um he talked about high interval excuse me high intensity interval training with a ketone diet and the intermittent fasting. And uh, he says that's a winning combination. So Sounds I, good. I agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him. The thing about this is we talked about fuels for the body. Carbohydrates, especially processed foods and carbohydrates, um, are messy fuel. They're dirty. They create a lot of pollutants, what we call free radicals in the body. It doesn't burn clean. You don't yield a lot of energy with it versus fat good healthy fats burn very clean they reduce inflammation there's not a lot of free radicals and you have a lot more energy produced so there's nine calories per gram in in fat versus two to three per gram in a carbohydrate or in protein okay but the the ketone is really not about eating massive amounts of meat it's about eating good quality fats getting a probably a piece of meat that's good quality organic no antibiotics, about the size of your hand. Okay. Daily? Yeah. yeah. Okay. You can do it like three times a day. Now, if you're intermittent fasting, you know, you're not going to do that. Of course, if you're an athlete and you're doing a lot of heavy lifting, you might want to, they're going to change their protein intake. But uh, anyhow. Cool. Um, what else? Oh, my favorite one that was incredible. It was called The Hacking of the American Mind. Now, that sounds like my kind of reading. Yeah, it it was special. <laughs> the reason it was special was because it confirmed things that I knew from human behavior, from my pursuit of pleasure versus happiness, um, from habits, from addictions, from just reading the scriptures, things like that. But what this guy did... Dr. Robert Lustig. Yes, uh, Robert Lustig. He is a pediatric endocrinologist. He's written several books, but this one here was amazing. And he talked about the pursuits that we have for pleasure versus contentment or happiness. I'm hooked already. I've got to read this. Yeah, so this is the deal. The people that go after pleasure, there's... And we all have that. We all have it. We all want pleasure. Yeah, I've gotten up in the middle of the night and gone to Dairy Queen before. Sure. That's called pleasure. That's <laughs> yes. self-indulgence. And so, you know, we could we could talk about um, overeating, eating too much dessert. Um, I don't want to sleep right now. I'm going to go out and party. Yeah. Alcoholism, pornography, you name it. There's so many areas that we have the opportunity to be self-indulgent in. And so this pathway, this self-indulging pleasure pathway, um, produces dopamine. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And so what will happen is you have to continue pursuing, indulging in those behaviors. That's where addiction comes in. pleasure and indulgence. And so what happens is you've got this big groove, this deep-seated groove in your brain from pursuing pleasure. And there's a passage in the Bible where, where God was talking about these people, this I can't remember if it was a church or a group of people, but they were pursuing their pleasures. And what he said he would do if they continued to do that is they would turn them over to their own pleasures right. and desires. Yeah. And he would almost turn his back on them because they just didn't come back. Um, and so then what was interesting is they talked about this other pathway, and it's called a serotonin pathway in the brain. And it is where people decide to do good deeds. And they... Say, you know what, that pleasure, I got to stop that. I got to stop that. And so, um, for example, a good deed would be if you see somebody that's alone over there, you know, and uh, they may not, they kind of look like they're lonely and having a hard time. You can just go over there and sit next to them. You know, take the time to spend with people. You know, people that are suffering, spend time. Um, Love on people, even people that, you don't think are maybe necessarily desirable or, or something like that. Spend time doing good deeds, loving people, go visit people, um, give. Those are things that require discipline. They don't require, they don't give you a lot of pleasure, but when that, have you ever done a deed before a good deed? And after it was done, you're just like, wow, I'm content right now. Yes. Yes. I, I'm content. And you had this feeling of satisfaction, contentness. And so, what you do is you develop a habit of, of doing good deeds, okay? And uh, that creates contentment, which is longer lasting, and it's healthier. Yeah. And so that's kind of how our relationship is with God. Once we love him and have a relationship with him, we really don't want to do good deeds necessarily to make us feel better or look better, but we want to do good deeds because of what he's done for us based on what Jesus did at the cross. Now, I'm adding stuff. This isn't a religious book. But it's confirming a lot of my beliefs that I had in my behavior, my human behavior. But anyhow, what you're doing is you're you're delaying self indulgence, and really, that's maturity. Yes, that's that's the ultimate maturity is growing in, in a relationship. If you truly love somebody, you're going to put their needs ahead of your needs. Yeah, and so that's long lasting. That's contentment. And so I thought it was really unique that the more wholesome, the more um, things where you put others before yourself in true love, that God would give us a content. And so there's a there's a passage that says, uh, He will give you peace that passes all understanding. Yeah, I've seen and, that in action. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and we don't understand or know a whole lot. No. So. But uh, that was really cool. It's called The Hacking of the American Mind. And then what, they, what he talks about is how corporate America uses the self-indulgence, the pleasure circuitry to advertise and get people to buy, 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 yeah. buy. You know, um, home shopping network, um, drug advertisements, just all this. They know how to push your buttons yep. to get you to buy. So, Well, that is interesting, and it sounds like you've learned about quite a few good books. I'm excited to, uh, to dive into some of these myself. Yeah. Um, I'm going through here. There's a lot more books. Um, I'm going to see if there's... Um, uh, some other things we talked about, you know, Einstein said this, which was fascinating. He said, when the bees go, the humans have four years. Oh no, they're going. Well, (laughs) you know, so this was interesting. We just got to talking about this. So what's happening to the bees right now? It's not like 
there's going to be a, an event that happens. It's a process. Yeah. You know, and so they talked about colony collapse disorder and pesticides on the plants that they are, they're pollinating. And what that does is that weakens their immune system. So the bees may not die out, but they might start developing an impaired behavior or may start reproducing a little differently. Um, they may not be fit for pollination, things like that. And so we talked about how, you know, they've done some, oh, they do some, some testing on, in 2010, they did a, a testing on, on honey. They found 98 different pesticides. Oh man. In, in the bee honey with the pollen. And so, so you think it's going to com- continue to accumulate over time or do you think it's just going to go away on its own? No, it'll continue to. It will. And so there probably will be at some point some type of an issue with this. And uh, and then we talked about dead spaces that are just dead. There's nothing that can live there. Have you heard of the, uh, I didn't look this up, but the Mississippi River dumps into an area in the Gulf of Mexico. It is dead. There's nothing that lives there. Wow. There's no fish. There's no animals. there's There's no vegetation or anything. And that is from the drainage of all the pesticides into the Mississippi river as it empties into the, the Gulf. It's called wow. something I, some, like the Mississippi Delta. I don't know, but it's a huge area where everything's just void of life. There's becoming more dead spaces on earth. Hmm. And uh, Dr. Murphy said that was his biggest concern about our world is, is, is the dead spaces that are increasing in earth. So, you know, that's interesting. Yeah. I'm going to look into that too. It is. It is. Um, let's see. And we did talk a lot about laser. There was another guy, Jerome Maruka. He's kind of like my mentor in laser medicine. Um, we probably don't have a whole lot of time to talk about that. We but, can hit that uh, next week. Yeah. yeah. I'd love to do that. And I tell everybody about the laser therapy you did on my knee. We're going on over a year now. Well, you know, the interesting thing, and I'll just say this about laser, is laser isn't just a, you know, oh, it feels better today. What laser does is it has long-lasting benefits yes. for a lot of a lot of its patients. Doctor Banning, I had knee pain for years, yeah, and was about at the point of scheduling a surgery when you said, "Let's try this laser." That was over a year ago, and I haven't felt a knee pain since. What, what did you pay for that? <laughs> I'm just curious. <laughs> I don't remember. Like I said, it's been over a year ago. But if I know how many, you, how many thousands of dollars did you spend on no, that, no, that no, one treatment? No, none. So, so this is the deal. You could have had surgery for about ten, ten, twelve thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of and, pain and out of work, and, and maybe had some issues with the surgery. But the laser is so wonderful, and there's so many things that you can treat with it. Well, let's and, let's plan uh, on talking about it again next week. Well, I've got all these books coming in. Well, we could talk about those, too. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm excited. So, anyhow. But I, I just wanted to share that with the listeners. Um, and uh, so I'm going to probably have to um, just read some books, maybe look at some topics. Maybe some of the listeners would like to hear some topics. That'd be fantastic. Of the different uh, books. But we'll be looking. And, and these are cutting-edge, good, solid research scientific books. Um, so anyhow. well, that's awesome. Listener, if you do have an idea for a, a topic for us to cover, 
uh, just drop us a line at www.whitehousechiropractic.com. You go there, even on our homepage, it has our uh, phone number right up on the top bar, 615-672-7878. Or you can just click the Contact Us button, leave us a message right there, or stop by and see us. We're located in White House, Tennessee on Raymond Hirsch Parkway, right under the beautiful White House Water Tower. Dr. Banning, I'm excited about these books. Looking forward to them. Um, I'm going to read them as you do. Okay. I will talk to you next week. Awesome.